because you know you're hurting and your body you know your body needs rest to heal but what are you doing you're still going back into the gym to punish yourself like who is that helping this is katie gordon and you're listening to the wait is over podcast Welcome health and freedom seekers. Sit back and relax as you come on this journey of overcoming obstacles so you can lose weight, gain health and live the life you've been looking for. Hello listeners and welcome to this week's show. I'm your host Katie Gordon and the wait is over with Dietless Living 360 Degrees. There's no recipes, food regimes, or exercise programs to follow. This is simply about how to take your life back, how to take control, because we we all have a voice and we all want to just forget about dieting, focus on living and lose weight. And to do that, we have to create a new mindset that gets us over the obstacles and challenges because that's really what impacts on our weight and health and causes habit relapse. And today we're talking to Ruby Bangu Devitt. And welcome to the show, Ruby. I'm really excited that you've joined us today. Thank you for having me, Katie. I'm Such really a- excited and nervous to be here. <laughs> You are such a delight. So just relax and sit back. And Ruby, you know, I've invited you to join us today to share your weight and health story because it's such an important story to share. And there's so many people struggling with their weight and health at the moment and and really feeling disempowered and despondent because they're putting in all the effort, but they're not getting the forever results that they're looking for. So if it's all right with you, can we just start with where you've been with your weight, what's been going on for and for how long? Yeah, of course. So I, ever since I was younger, um, my mind has been in my books. It's always been about academia and studying and getting results. And I think part of that sort of came from me being an only child. So you know, you've got one side of the spectrum where you've got only children that are spoiled, get, get given everything on a platter, and then you've got the other side. So I was more, you know, being the only child, I didn't want to let my parents down. I wanted to make sure that I did the best that I could to make them proud, um, which meant that I chucked myself into my books. You know, m- degrees, I did, I've did. done a bachelor's, I've done a master's, I've done my CCA. So I've got all the paperwork. But the problem was that while I was doing all this, I wasn't looking after myself or my health. And, you know, over time, putting on weight, having health issues, you know, the stress um, of just studying and not moving my body, not getting my steps in. I guess over time that started to build up. And, you know, you can feel it physically. You can feel it drain you. You can feel it tie you. So one day I just sort of got up and I was like, you know what, I need to do something about this. Picked up my Instagram, um, saw, who, saw who the most current trainer was that everyone was after. Um, and I signed up for a training program for, I think it was at the first set was for six weeks. Yep. You know, do, being academic and wanting to do everything by the books. Like I did everything. I followed, you know, followed the food to a T, did all the workouts to a T. Um, you know, you are the great issues. student, aren't you, right? You do everything you're told. <laughs> exactly. You do it perfectly. Definitely. So, you know, my weigh-ins were never missed. And I saw results, 
which was great. I, you know, I definitely, um, I lost the weight yeah. and I felt good and clothes started to fit better. And, you know, in my mind, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm slim now. Like, great. It's amazing. It's working. And I extended for another six weeks after that. Um, and then another six months after that. And by the end of the program, I was in the best shape I had ever been in my life. You must have felt amazing but too, did you? I'll be honest with you. I was more impressed with the way that my clothes fit, but I was absolutely shattered. Yeah. Because it was almost, it's, you know, we were eating chicken and veg. Yeah. You know, 300 grams of chicken, 50 grams of mixed veg. And it was, you know, you're not supposed to marinate it. You're not allowed to add any spices. So you're almost eating tasteless chicken and veg. And, you know, for breakfast, it would be porridge, but porridge with water and you'd have protein powders. And at the time, it felt like a good idea because I had a goal to achieve and yeah. I did what I had to do to get there. Yes. But in the long run, it yeah, it wasn't great. It wasn't great because it kind of meant that after I thought, you know what, I've got the hang of this. I can do this. And I stopped that program and I finally finished. I started to put all of it on again. How quickly did the, did it start to come back? I'll be honest, I probably didn't feel anything in the first week or two, but after that, pretty quick. Like I'd say within about a month, a month and a half, I started to put it on again because I I guess I was so sick and tired of being in the gym that I felt like I was due a break, so I stopped gymming. And yeah. although I'd go one session a week, maybe two sessions here and there, um, I wasn't doing my three sessions, which was, you know, a weight session in the, uh, in the afternoon, cardio in the morning, cardio at night every single day or you know oh wow you were doing three sessions sort of every day of the week and yeah morning, so you had a hit session studying. in the morning breakfast mm -hmm. wow so it, it it was tough it was really really tough like I said I put it on really really quickly I I couldn't understand why I did I think I don't know whether going through the program and actually losing the weight it meant that I'd finally found some magic you know, magic equation that meant that no matter what, I'd stay skinny forever. I could just follow that again, but yes. it's just not sustainable. Well, and this is the thing, right? I I completely relate to that because I did that so many times on my weight loss journey, twenty five years of doing stupid, nutty stuff like yourself. You know, just throw yourself at it, and then stopping. But being so surprised or just not understanding that, you know, that it was the stopping part was the end of it, that eventually there was, you know, the backslide and not even being aware of my own backsliding into my habit. Like were you even aware of that that was happening or did it just feel like, what did it feel like to me kind of? not relief it was more of relaxation oh, I can just relax a little bit now yeah it was honestly like I could breathe again you know where my body was so tired from working out all the time just to be able to have a lion to spend the evening on the sofa watch watch a bit of tv you know treat myself to an episode of whatever I was watching at the time that seemed like a treat you know what was the biggest treat for me I found and I know this is this is going to sound very very strange but the fact that I didn't have to be in gym wear all the time yes that I was actually such a treat like I you know you'd get up have your shower in the morning and rather than jumping straight into gym wear I can actually put on like a you know a, like a nice top and jeans or you know whether that was a like a, a big comfy hoodie with you know yeah. joggers even but it, as long as it wasn't like those tight leggings and you know the gym gear and 
yeah, I think that was the biggest treat for me, to be fair. <laughs> because they're like, think about what that is. I'm the same, right? If I don't have to get up on any morning, if I, when I get up, kind of you get dressed for work and the brain the signal to the brain is oh I just got up don't make me work straight away right and it's the same when you're getting up and just putting on your gym kit it Mm -hmm. was more I imagine something your brain was saying oh my god we just got up I'm knackered you're putting on my gym gear we you mean we have to work now that only means one thing you've got to go to the gym (laughs) yeah yeah, you know, it was too regimented. It was too regimented. There was no fun. It got results, but what yep. was the point if they weren't sustainable? Exactly right. What would you do if you could go back over that period? How would you change it? Like, what would you do differently that would have still ended up with an improvement in your health and your weight, but been more sustainable? I I think learn from what he was trying to do with his method so a lot of these trainers will put you on a plan but they will never ever ever tell you how many calories you're on or you know um how much exercise you're doing or why you're doing so much or what exercise you know that their plan their little secret formula they will never tell you why you're doing yeah. what you're doing they say just here you go just do it I think I would have tried to learn more yes so I could have you know okay you know what this looks like it's roughly x amount of calories for the day you know, maybe I can just reduce the number of meals that I'm having, but make sure I have more fuller, healthier, happier meals, if you know what I mean. So to see how I could have bent the rules a little bit to actually enjoy the process and learn from it, I think that's going to be my biggest takeaway. Yes, and it's so true, right, because that's the the key that is missing from all the, all the weight loss things. Like I remember for myself, it was the same, whether I was doing – sure slim or the natural way or any of those different programs that I did all with my uh, PT it was Mm -hmm. the food wasn't explained to me like you say you know how you can bend the rules a little bit and why you're doing the things you're doing like it wasn't educational as you said it was just this is the program go forth be strong and with the PT I've had many uh, personal trainers And I don't know what your experience was with your one, but mine, the ones that I had, they always push me, you know, like that's their job, push you beyond what you can do on the day. And like you, I'm an overachiever. I will do as I'm told without, you know, question. I might get a bit grumpy, but I will do it. But I was not honouring myself at all, you know. I'd be in pain, hurting, and they're going, you know, keep going, keep going, keep going. And then you'd spend the next however many days in pain. You might be starting to come back from the pain and then there's your next session, you know. You're never not in pain. Is that yeah, how it was with true. yours? Constantly um, doms constantly had doms um the day after the day after that two days later would always be the worst basically but it's strange because you know you're hurting and your body you know your body needs rest to heal but what are you doing you're still going back into the gym to punish yourself like who is that helping (laughs) I know and how is that healthy right like and because we already work ourselves to the bone you were studying yourself to you know you were mad focused on what you were doing and for myself it was just with work and and all I would say you're an a-type personality 
And so the, any A-type personality, we just throw ourselves into the tasks at hand and we yeah. are knackered. That's why we have bad health, right, because we're knackered. And then we go, all right, dead horsey, come on, you know, and drag ourselves to the gym. And basically it is like whipping the dead horse, you know, come on, pull that cart, Let's pull that cart. Let's do it, exactly. And then when you're not lifting as heavy or you're not running as fast, you punish yourself because, like, you should be able to do this. Well, you could do this two days ago. What's the problem today? Yes. And you just can't understand why. <laughs> yeah. So it yeah. really is mad. And then what happened after, like, how long ago was that? Have you done anything else since that that diet? Is, has, was there any more? I'll be honest, I didn't learn my lesson. I joined another trainer um, who also had a sort of, his philosophy was a bit more relaxed, I'd say. So he was more like, you know, I'll give you what you need to do, stick to it as much as you can, we'll have conversations. After a while, you soon start, start to learn that it's just a money-making scheme for a lot of these people. And I understand, like, it's a career and there are people out there and they do it well and they care for their clients. But there's loads of trainers out there who you're just a number and they make a substandard plan and they give that substandard plan to everybody, make a lot of money out of it and then move on. So, yeah, I, I lost a bit of weight with my second trainer as well. Again, um, coming out of it because my lifestyle is pretty... It's sedentary where you're just sort of sitting all the time. Um, you know, I've got an office job now. I run my business on the side. Yep. So I sort of get up, sit at the laptop to run my own business, then do my day job, then, you know, do my, my own personal things in the evening, my own personal business. And it's hard to push yourself. So at the moment, I'm trying to switch on that light bulb to motivate myself to get back into the gym because there, there are times where I can do it. And, you know, I started um, swimming a little bit. I started attending classes. I do a bit of stretching at home. So I do some yoga, which is great. But when when you switch off, you just switch off because it feels like such a big effort to actually turn up and do these things. Yeah. But that's me comparing my efforts to what I used to do with PT. And it doesn't ever feel like it's enough. And that's something that I need to rewire my brain because movement doesn't have to be punishment. And that's something I think everyone needs to learn. I'm so glad you said that because movement doesn't need to be punishment. And in fact, movement needs to be fun for us to A, want to do it and B, enjoy doing it and C, get the health benefits from it. Because when it's not yeah. fun, it's just added stress to the body. And we can be as fit as a Mally Bull, strong and tined and all of that and slender, but if, if our body's continually stressed, it's not a healthy body. It's still making acids. It's still feeling pain. It's um, still dropping all the cortisol. It's doing all the wrong things. Yeah. yeah. And I guess a lot of people don't realise that when you're actually in the gym, you're stressing your body out, aren't you? You're causing cortisol to be released. Yeah. Um, and that's something that I learned more recently. And what? how did you learn that? I'll be honest. Probably on Instagram. Yeah. Oh, cool. Easy. Um, Instagram's good. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. I think in Instagram creates a fantasy world for a lot of people. Yeah. You know, where everyone wants to attain the best. But at the same time, it could be really educational. I think you just have to find the right balance. Look for the snippets of, of educational information and be able to decipher it. So, Ruby, because you are... You're an accountant. You're a whiz kid with numbers, aren't you? I read, When I read your bio 
And what is it, an actualized science? Uh, actuarial science. So you're basically looking at risk and the probability of events occurring. So um, within insurance, which is the industry I work in, it's pretty much saying how much money do we need to keep aside if, say, for example, I know this is pretty out there, but there's an alien invasion tomorrow, or if um, there's a terrorist attack, do we have enough money in our bank to pay our policyholders enough money um, if this were to ever occur? So it's, it's very much a forward-looking planning, sort of like a risk management skill. And... You're also like because your your bio is so impressive with all your studies. So, what degrees and what is your your level of studies there? Can you tell us that? Because I, I'm really wanting to point out your absolute high level of in intellect and ability to because with that with the ability to look ahead, see where things are like and piece stuff together and um, predict. So could you just tell me all of the degrees that you have? So I've got a BSc, so it's a bachelor's degree in maths and stats. I've got a master's in actuarial science. Um, I've done the ACCA examination. So all 14 I had to say, I didn't get any exemptions. Um, and then I've got a certificate in treasury. You're so intelligent and you're you're able to piece together everything and see this is what i why i really want to point this out it's because i don't have any of those um that education and a lot of people say to you know like oh okay you don't understand your like you're overweight or you're poor in health due to really lack of intelligence right there there is a level of that philosophy out there that it's like a blanket generalization over people that are overweight and the more overweight we are or the more times we yo-yo diet the more times uh so that, sorry the more that it's kind of is like oh, you you're just not that smart right because yeah. i remember somebody saying to me one of my close friends uh wow you've put the weight on again why don't you just say no? You know, like like that would never have occurred to me. You know, hey, as just if it's say so no. easy. <laughs> yeah, as if it's so easy, right? Yeah, and you're so intelligent. You blow me away with your level of intellect and intelligence Thank and capabilities. You. And the thing that I guess I'm wanting to point out here is that has nothing to do with um like we can't understand it all for each area of our life and so if if you were able to take some of what you know from looking ahead and predicting the future and what you need now how would you be able to use that skill on your health and um like your health habits and how you're running your life that way to be honest i think it's it's pretty easy to see in the way that you feel and your lifestyle habits where you will end up. Yes. You know, you can count as many calories as you like. You can exercise as much as you want. But if you don't start looking after the smaller things in your life, like, you know, you're headed for doom. Yeah. Um, I'm in myself. And, you know, I like you said, I know it. And I can say no to that chocolate bar or I can say no to that biscuit or you know the mcdonald's or whatever it is but sometimes your brain doesn't your body just wants comfort 
Yes. And it, it just wants comfort food. And as logical as I am, all logic literally just goes out the window. <laughs> so as easy as it can be to predict what it is, it, I think sometimes it's just hard when you're struggling with your weight and your body and sort of health issues. It's just so difficult because you almost think, you know what? If I've come this far, why not just have that extra chocolate bar and start again tomorrow? Which is the which is the problem that a lot of people have. We'll start on Monday, we'll start on Monday, but no one ever says which Monday. <laughs> yes. Or Monday, we know we're only good on Monday and then we fall over on Tuesday and go, oh, I'll start next Monday. <laughs> exactly. But it's in the it's in the little habits. I think if you start ticking those little boxes every day and you just make sure that, you know, they are attainable, small habits that are achievable and you build them up over time, yes. you know, easily you can get to where you want to be. And this is the 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 thing that I realised as well, right, was I would do all of the, like you, do the the programs, come off them at some point. Sometimes I actually maintained the weight loss for a couple of years, but it was um, a constant battle. But it really is implementing the small adjustments. And actually my my change was changing from wanting the weight to come off quickly because we do. And the reason we want it to come off quick, the the reason we're, it's sort of a, what is it, catch 22 with the Mm -hmm. reason why we're lured into the 12-week challenges and those kinds of fast weight loss promises is actually the reason why we are lured into those because they're so arduous because it's a concentrated focus effort of exercise and diet, right? So it's so arduous. It's like, oh, I just want this to finish. But that's what we think weight loss is. I've just got to get in, get it done, and then I'm finished. Like, I don't know, painting the house. You know, we just think get in, get it done, and you're done for another seven years kind of thing. Whereas the reality is what you just said is the implementation of small changes every day over time. It's that marginal gains, the power of marginal gains. Small, teeny, tiny changes in many, many areas. And it's not just food because what you also said was uh, really true about we need to be more relaxed because what we are is when we're wanting treats and we're wanting to have, you know, whatever it is, even if it's just time on the couch to watch TV, what we're wanting is to relax. We're not wanting to put on our gym gear in the morning or maybe we have and we've pushed ourselves through the day. But relaxation is actually the key to being able to sustain a habit change because when we get tired, our brain says, you, I just want you to go sit on the couch, okay? (laughs) It was literally, that is the way. Yeah. I think having a goalpost, you know, that say six months, six weeks, it's easy because you can do a countdown almost. And it's that whole accountability that you can take the box, but you've got six months and then you're free and you know oh if I don't have that chocolate now in six months I'll be able to have as much as I like and that's where the problem lies because you almost they you know everything's so super super strict that once that six months is done you feel like you're being let out to the world again do you know what I mean it's almost like you've woken up or you know you it's always in an like getting out of prison that's exactly what I was going to say it's literally as if you're being let out of prison and you're sort of free to do what you want to do and it's just trying to get your brain in 
took your brain into thinking that actually this isn't punishment you're doing it for the betterment of yourself like I I think a lot of the weight that I put on over the years was partially from studying mostly from studying to be honest and sitting down and not being as active but also I work in um in the city of London and the industry that I work in is very very drink heavy very very old boys club very very let's go out to the pub at lunchtime and not come back and eat a load of junk food and I think if you don't fit that bill and if you don't at least attend or you know it's almost like you're not suitable we're not part of the gang um and I think that your environment and people's opinions of you make a massive difference because I wasn't a massive drinker I'm not even a massive drinker now to be fair especially after lockdown I managed to take a step back but I used to go into the city and um, this is when I first started working and they'd all go to the pub at lunchtime yes and you know they would order their round of beers or their alcohol or spirits and I'd say oh can I just have a glass of water please or you know because I'm at that time you know I wasn't a big fan of alcohol and they would literally <laughs> take the mick out of me like completely be like why are you having water for have a drink why are you not drinking da 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 and you know like the there's so many times that you can go out and you can, you know, keep saying actually, no, 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 it no. Off. Yes. Yeah, because I, you, they almost break you into it and that, that sort of becomes, that's their lifestyle and they try and sort of push that on you. So, you know, soon after that, I stopped attending as many events. I, I stopped going to as many lunches and, I, you know, blame on, oh, I've got too much work to do, but you guys go ahead and have fun or I'll join you next time. Um, yep. But I think peer pressure is massive, especially when it comes to the way that you think um, about weight loss yeah it's such a great point right everybody kind of misses this that either like yourself you were joining into a new social circle where the social circle was connected to work and they do a certain thing and for you to fit in and and our brain we want to fit in right so we will eventually succumb unless we've got a different perspective and mindset happening but it is that peer group pressure and it's natural. Nobody really means to be doing it. However, when you're the one who is here doing something different and they're here doing this, you don't fit. You have They, they will badger you until you fit in. Um, and mm-hmm. sometimes it's the other way around. If you're trying to fit in with a group of healthy people and you're the one who drinks which is the ideal group to kind of join with in in a fashion but not always but when it's your own social circle this is what I found was when it's my own social circle and I've been the overweight person you know you drink and you enjoy food and all of that with them you meet with your friends for either alcoholic beverages or cake and coffee And then when it's no longer the habit I'm doing, it's the habit I'm trying to break and saying, no, I don't want that. I'm having water today or no, I'm not having cake. There, There is a level of resistance out there. There's a resistance to the changing us, right? So... And and you pointed out how it was in reverse, whereas you were trying to blend in with other people. But we end up with these situations where we have to make a choice about who we are and how we fit with the people we're with. And unfortunately, I didn't know how to do that back then. 
and often I re I relapsed and succumb. Oh, okay, I'll just have the, you know, whatever it was, cake or coffee or alcohol. Um, because my brain was eager to jump in, by the way. It didn't, it wasn't going, oh no, Katie, don't do that. It was going, yay, let's jump in and have the cake. <laughs> but it's um, I didn't know how to have a different perspective that it would have allowed me to A, remain accepted by the group and B, stay true to my philosophy. And you were missing the same sort of thing, I think. Definitely. I mean, when during one of my phases, one part of the program, I was actually at work. They'd almost sort of go, oh, what have you bought yourself today? Oh, you know, are you not going to come lunch with us? Or, you know, it's almost like... Um, going to the gym is frowned upon oh yeah are you going to the gym again you're going to you know sit and run on the treadmill like a hamster like they almost it's it's all it's almost a bad thing you actually want to look after your health yeah and it's it never made any sense to me that you know actually trying to prioritize yourself look after yourself do good by your own self that was very very much frowned upon because yeah. I guess I I now I probably understand it a bit more because I'm older and I've been through a lot more but I think maybe it was a sense of insecurity on their part because they're not working out and they're not eating well and they almost need it to justify their own actions and make themselves feel better about things so I'm in a much more secure space than I was back then (laughs) yeah and that's exactly it right it's just and nobody's really doing it consciously it's not that we're bad people it is how the human brain works so somebody's in the click you're all doing the same thing, then somebody breaks away. It's like breaking away from the herd to do something different. I'm going to go graze in this paddock over here. And they have, it's it's a, a, a non-conscious response to exactly what you said. They feel that your good habits start to really shine a light on their what they how they're living and what they're doing and they don't know how to break free or they don't want to or whatever everyone's got their own reasons but it's about bringing you back i had a friend that when i was on a diet if i went around to visit the and she was a very slender woman she didn't have a problem with food at all you know she was one of those people who could have a piece of cake and just have a bite or two and then leave it and never come back to it kind of thing you know bowls of lollies around the house didn't really eat them the the husband and child did but every time i went to visit the minute i said i was on a diet she would cut cake and she was a, what i call a food pusher she just keep pushing mm-hmm. it, literally keep pushing it to me. You know, one bit won't hurt, one bit won't hurt. One, you know, that constantly wanting to see if someone would break. And there's all kinds of people out there that fall into different categories of trying to lure us back to old habits. Did you also notice that you had voids in your life where you used to do um certain things maybe like for example go to the local markets on a Sunday and have your coffee and then when you change you're going to the markets but you're no longer having the coffee because it no longer is part of your habits and so what do you do like or sometimes it's you know mostly it comes to sitting on the couch at night because everybody grazes at night and when we don't do that we have a void like you know and you're sitting there going I don't know what to do (laughs) literally I think that's my main and dessert philosophy so every time I have lunch I would 
Or I'll have a little bit of sweet after just to, you know, just to take, get the food down and sim- similar to dinner. So I'd have my dinner and then about half an hour later, I'd be like, okay, so what's in the fridge? You know, she'll have a bit of ice cream, yeah. like a chocolate bar, or, you know, what can I have next? I found myself just being really jittery for days and days and days. And some days I would give in. But I think after a while, it's sort of, you really need to try and understand why you're doing what you're doing. And I think that's the main thing. I, I, um, I actually once went on a trip uh, for that sort of like a family trip there's only about five of us kids like I say kids but younger generation not so we um went over to Devon and we I was on a diet so I had my food prep boxes all prepped taken with me while they were enjoying their their time away basically like you know they were ordering a bit of food out they bought food from Tesco and they were cooking it in the kitchen and you know oh why don't you try a bit of this or have a bit of this and you know, at the time, I was like, no, 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 it's fine. I got my chicken. I'll eat with you guys, but I'll have, you know, my chicken and veg or I'll have my, you know, my fish, like my cooked, you know, cooked two days ago fish that's, you know, been <laughs> sitting in the fridge since. And, you know, while they're chomping on the warm, hot, fresh food. And at the time, it was like, no, 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 I got to do it because I got to take a box. Um, but now I look back at, back at it and I think, you know what, like, you, I just don't think it's worth missing out on the good times. Correct. Or because... You know, I will always remember that trip with me eating my, you know, food out of my Tupperware while everyone had a blast. (laughs) And it's so So, true, right? Because that's the thing we miss out on life. And like my whole philosophy has become, you know, forget about the dieting and focus on the living part and, you know, still lose weight. And how you, you're so wonderful, Ruby, because you are so dedicated to your studies and to your business and to your employers and your clients and we get so good at this part the work part or maybe it's the mum at home looking after the husband and the family and and working and you know we get so good at this that we don't have any of the fun and the lifestyle in our life And it's a part of, it's not the only thing, but it's part of this whole thing with our weight is we're already, like you were already working so hard and then you did the same thing that I did and so many others do. We're already working in a tight, tight life and 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 our health suffers because of it. And then we go, we have a snap. Oh my God, I'm living like this. I have to change my health. I have to change my weight. And we do. We we go to the personal trainer, we do the diet, but we're already living this tight life. And then we go on a diet which restricts us down more with your food, like you where you would have been working hard and then gone away and had a fun time with your friends and relaxed. You went away and you maintained the tightness of your life by sticking to the regime and you missed out on the relaxation that comes with the sharing of food and maybe a little bit of alcohol and the laughter and stuff. Like there was a level of your body that was still in this tense place. And so that's what the philosophy is that I live to now is, you know, it's not about tightening down. If we're already living a tight life, what we need to do is loosen up. And you're now doing yoga and uh, stretching and 
bringing in relaxation to your life and you're noticing that in your health as well aren't you yeah definitely I am um, so I'm starting to pick up some yoga in the morning so when I wake up first thing freshen up and I go downstairs and I do some yoga and it's amazing how much more lighter you just feel after doing it like you just you know at the end of the day just you know the tightness that I feel in my back because I sit down all day and my shoulders and my neck just doing that little bit of stretch I think and I know it sounds strange but it also put me in a better mood than what I was before because I was just tense and everything hurt and it, I just felt this huge sense of negativity and no matter how much I slept, no matter how much I've watched TV, no matter how much I've relaxed, it didn't make a difference. Um, nothing made me feel better. So I've started, you know, I've started my little yoga and stretching routine in the morning, which is making a huge difference. And do you know what a part of that is? Um, I don't know if you know much about um, NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming. Well, they always talk in there about break state because mm-hmm. when we are working like you said your habits and routines you know it's working and sitting on the couch and we're still in the same posture and when we're in that mode like we are literally this is what I teach where's my sign over here (laughs) mirror reverse (laughs) um this is what I teach right because we have three lots of consciousness and when we're in work mode and just doing our routine of things, we're we're in that non-conscious state. And what's happening in that non-conscious state is it's just focused in on the tasks that we're doing. And we stay in the same physical posture because in our mind, we're still thinking about work and what we're doing. Like our brain never stops thinking about how to problem solve that and do those tasks and what's our plan for tomorrow and all of that. And in NLP world, they talk about, you know, where your eye patterns are, your, you know, kinesthetic eye patterns, um, visual, audio, and audio digital. And when we think about things, our eyes go to a certain pattern, especially when we relive a story, our eyes go into the same pattern that matches the neurology of our thoughts. And so when you change and do your yoga, you're changing your physical state, your breaking state from being in work mode. That's helping you then to change what you're thinking about. So it's helping you to stop thinking about work and it's helping you to um, move out of the non-conscious state and into a conscious state, apart from the fact you're getting all the blood flow happening that we talked about earlier but it is yeah. breaking state and breaking state helps you to break habits. Yeah, most definitely. I kind of find that the stretching also, it helps with sort of injuries that I've sustained in the past as well. I, I kind of feel like I hurt myself less often, I ache less often. So I, um, I've i had back problems in the past due to sort of car accidents, but I had a really big car accident more recently. So I'd probably say in 2021, oh. um, April. Um, so we were driving and there was a van sort of driving the distance and he had two pieces of wood um, on top um, and we were driving on the motorway so it was 80 90 miles per hour and the pieces of wood loosened and they just came towards the car wow um so uh, my other half was sort of driving trying to brake you know to sort of avoid that piece of wood just smashing through the window and hitting hitting me instead it hit the uh, bumper of the car 
And I think as a result of the shock, you know, my my shoulders, my neck, my back, like I was in excruciating pain, I had headaches, you know, other effects to my body. I couldn't sleep for weeks, all sorts of issues. Um, and I kind of feel like at that time, you know, they said, don't go to the gym, don't move too much, don't, you know, basically until you don't get checked out and I had physio, et cetera. And, you know, I kind of feel like even through that phase of my life where I couldn't move and I couldn't, you know, do very much with myself, I actually started doing a tad bit of yoga back then. And I kind of yeah. felt like that made a world of difference too, because it was the only thing that you could do without aggravating the injury and sustaining it. But at the same time, I could kind of get on with my daily tasks a little bit better only because it helped ease the pain. Yes. And is that that when you started the yoga or were you already doing a bit of yoga before that? That's when I first originally started it. Um, And once I kind of felt better, got better, you know, chucked myself back into work, I kind of completely stopped doing it. I've just rekindled my love for it recently again. We do that, right? We forget. We go back to old habits. This is what I call, you know, our habit relapse. We just go back Um, to asleep really is what we do we go back to sleep of our old habits and the ways that we live life because our body's just something we've trained to do many things and you've trained yours to be very studious and and work and this is what we do and let's go back to what we know you know because that's what it likes it's just following the the program we've set in place and it takes time and I don't want to say effort because effort, everyone goes, oh, I'm not doing effort. Thank yeah. you very much. It it yeah. just takes some focused attention and a desire to remain almost, alert. Yeah, and just reset the switch sort of thing, isn't it? Just flip the switch but and just, But yeah. you've got to keep doing it. And I know there's a lot of people out there who are teaching wonderful programs and saying, you know, you can change this forever get to the root cause I personally have have gone to the root cause of many of my things many my issues or obstacles or challenges and what I've found is there's just too many of them it's like putting out a spot fire you know you've got a burning bushfire it's blazing through thousands of acres of woodland And when I did NLP and different uh, modalities for working on stuff, it was just putting out one spot fire. And you really do need to understand that the process of change is just really a daily conscious awareness of what the hell we're doing. Because I have it relapse all the time. My brain still gets tired or stressed or, and stressed is just, I haven't had enough sleep or my clothes are annoying yeah. me or it's too damn hot or whatever. Yeah. And my, I still, brain says, oh, chocolate would be nice, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and even yesterday I had this urge for food. Now, when I investigated with myself in the past, I would have just went and eaten a whole bunch of chocolates or whatever or maybe, you know, something in a fried chicken area. I don't know. But when I investigated with myself, well, all right, what is it that you want? There was nothing that when I like literally shone the light on it and said, what, you can have whatever you like, dear heart. What do you want? It couldn't come up with anything. Like here's here's the buffet. Which one is going to scratch the itch? 
or none of them. Okay, so what's the problem? I think you I think need it's to mental try. half the time, right? It's yeah. literally a mental game. Honestly, I think your attitude towards it and yeah. trying to sort of strengthen your mind into actually saying, you know what, you're not hungry, so why do you want to eat? It's so important. Yes. It's so important. Because yeah. sometimes, similar to you, I want sugar. And I'll say, I want to have something sweet. What can I have? And I'll be like, there's a bar of chocolate. Nah, there's ice cream in the fridge. Nah, but what do you fancy? But I fancy something sweet, but what will tick that box? Yeah. And it's crazy, isn't it? And because of that, I'll end up eating probably three things that I was, wasn't in the mood for anyway. But exactly. it's sweet at the end of the day. Um, and then I just end up regretting it later. <laughs> exactly right. Now, you see, when I lost the 20 kilos back in 2011, eating whatever I liked, it was those conversations. And I say, you know, I used to eat waffles with cream and make with cream and maple syrup and I lost 20 kilos that year. But you just said exactly why that worked was because instead of eating 17 different things before I worked out what the one thing was that my brain wanted, I just had a good conversation. What is it? It either was nothing or it was I want this. And it wanted it a lot, like, yeah. Many times over the year, it was a thing that my brain was on. But instead of grazing on 75 things first, just a simple investigation went, well, it's actually this. I want, and it was about the textures. It's not about flavours, yeah. the blend of textures of the crunch of the waffle, the cream and the whatever. And that's mm -hmm. the investigation and the ability to have good conversation with all parts of ourselves, with our brain, it's saying, oh, well, this is the habit you've basically, this is the habit you've taught me and I just want to mm. do it and then re. I was going to say, have you ever had that feeling where you, you know, you really want something and then you will eat it, I don't know, a pot of yogurt, for example, but then two minutes later you'll have a drink of water and that taste is just gone. And you think to yourself, what was it for? Exactly you know right. What I mean, that one little moment that one little moment because the minute you know you have something else to eat or you drink some water because you feel thirsty that taste that that familiarity just goes yeah so what was the I point it actually, was one moment in time exactly you could have saved yourself you know some calories for the day or whatever but I think I think it's you know I think it's a lot about learning about yourself and yes. actually like you said understanding investigating what it is you want do you really want it or are you just eating because you're stressing, because you're trying to cover up an emotion, because, it's you know, time. or because you genuinely, yeah, definitely, or just genuinely because you do want it, you know, because yep. your heart desires it, in which case you'll go for it. But, yeah, I think finding that balance is really important. Yeah. And when you have it is to enjoy it. So when I used to have my waffles and cream, it was set the table, sit down and enjoy it, not in front of the TV, because... Our mindless eating in front of the TV, well, we mindlessly eat all the time, which is half our problem. We're not, our brain's not registering what we're having. So it's about you know, paying attention to the food you're having and just being present with it. But, yes, the conversations that we have with ourselves is where the improvement is, understanding how to have a good... I love the line at, from one of my favourite songs where Jimmy Barnes... And uh, he says, you can't win a fight that you don't understand. He's talking about something completely different. He's talking about relationships, you know, and how we have these moments where we just rah, kick off. 
Um, yeah. And we don't know why we're doing it, let alone the other person. And then a fight happens, but nobody can win because we don't know why we're fighting. And that's yeah. what happens within ourselves. We we can't win the fight we don't understand because our unconscious mind and unconscious self, the bit we've trained, is just doing its thing and we're fighting with it. But unless we understand what's happening with our own self, it's going to be an argument we're never going to win. Definitely, definitely agreed. Um, no matter how much you keep trying to win, unless you don't do that inner work, you'll never. It will never make a difference to you yeah. physically. Um, I think that's the most important thing. Is you yeah. know actually understanding yourself, trying to learn about yourself. Yes. You know, is, do you get certain cravings at certain times? Why is it so? You know, is it deadline time? Are you stress eating? Do you really need to stress eat? Maybe you just need some water. Maybe you're dehydrated. Yes. But yeah, that's a lot of sort of personal reflection that, you know, you need to do. And the only person that can help you with that is you. No PT online, no yeah. friend of yours, no parent. No one can do that. You just have to sort of really do that in a work. Exactly right. No one can do it for you. And they sound like all the lessons that you've learned from your own experiences, Ruby. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And I have learned so much about myself. But I think it's, for me, the biggest struggle is when I am stressed or if there is a work deadline or exam deadline is just to make sure that I I understand what is going on and why I'm craving certain foods or why I feel like I've got no self-control. I think that's that's my biggest challenge is always trying to understand why I feel like I've got no control during those yeah. periods of my time, in my life, sorry. Because that's yeah. our thing is we feel disempowered by our own self. Why are you leading me around to the kitchen? I don't want to go there. <laughs> yeah exactly but your legs will still walk <laughs> yeah still heading in there it's still ha I, my, yeah. my body still does that right I can be walk I know I'm in the danger zone of um going to eat something that my brain that I don't want I know isn't going to help me and um I know I'm coming up to uh walking you know, I'm out walking and I'm walking I'm coming up to a, a supermarket doorway and I'm like, don't go in, don't go in, no, we, no, look, we're having this conversation, but my legs are still going in. <laughs> my legs yeah. are still going in. And and often I walk in and through and out again without purchasing, but the body still yeah. does the walk through. Oh, come on, we're going in. No, we're not. Yes, we are. <laughs> yeah. What do you need to do? Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. I eat, yeah. uh, you know, even... Um... If we go to the supermarket or we'll go put petrol in at the petrol station, I'll still always go in, even if I don't have to, just to look at the sweets. Because I used to do that when I was younger. You know, with yeah. dad, like dad would say, you want a sweet? And I'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. he'd put the petrol in, we'd walk in together, and then he'd be like, choose whichever you, one you want. And I'd sit there and analyse all the sweets and be like, I want this one. So even though now I won't necessarily always buy one, I will still always go in and take a look. Yes. And I don't understand it. <laughs> Exactly, because that's a habit. I was talking to somebody yesterday about that exact thing. They were talking about doing a road trip, right, and and where they bought the food and they were talking about an upcoming road trip. And I said, well, it's it's the service station is the is the like the trigger. You pull in for either fuel or the toilet stop or whatever, but the service station is the trigger because we've, we've built a habit and, like you say, probably from when you're a child where... You go to the servo and it's all there at like it's strategically placed. You, you're almost, you know, it's closing in on you in the aisle mm. there and at the counter and and now the attendants, I don't know if they're doing it in the UK, but here the attendants are doing the upsell like McDonald's. 
So you're just paying your fuel and they've got all these sweets there and they're like, would you like some of these, you know? And it's, no, yeah. don't be a food pusher. Get away. Yeah. Or it's reduced price or buy two for, you know, three for two or yeah. something. Like there's always an offer. There's always an offer. Yeah. So yeah. it is just reworking all those habits and we have food habits everywhere throughout our life. Yeah. So thank you so much for sharing everything, Ruby. And before we go, can you tell us, so I have so many other questions I had for you, but we've been at it nearly an hour already and I didn't get to any of those. Um, I'll have to come back again. <laughs> you can, it'll be great to have you back. So before you go, though, can you tell us what does fun look like for you? I'll be honest. I think as I've grown older, fun looks very different. I think just some relaxed time with my other half um, whether that means a walk in the park, whether that means going to the cinema, spending time with friends and family. Um, I think that's what fun looks like to me now. Nice. And what do you do for relaxation? Uh, so I've started meditating. Good. So I do 10 minutes every day just before bed. Um, it helps me sleep, uh, put, you know, relaxes me completely. Um, so I don't have any of those thoughts running in my head. You know, what have I got to do tomorrow? Who am I going to meet? What's going on? Um, so meditation is one of them stretching is another and yeah that's it really nice well they're the best ones right bit of outside time the social the stuff you're doing for fun it sounds like it's all quite relaxing as well so that's what it's all about putting life back into your life and that changes your health habits right because a happy person makes happy healthy choices for ourselves, and that's really the key of where it's at Thank you so much, Ruby. We've added in your contact details. They're sitting below us as we speak. So if anybody needs a fantastic accountant, Ruby is the woman for you. And thanks again so much for coming on the show today, Ruby. Just such an absolute delight talking to you. And thank you so much for sharing your story with me today. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much. I'm, honestly, it's been such, uh, it's been eye-opening. Because you get so much out of it as well, don't you, when you tell your story, that you remember the things that you remember or that you haven't remembered for a while. Exactly. And sometimes you learn that you're not alone in thinking in a certain way, you're remembering things in a certain way, you're doing things a certain way. And I think that's it's always nice to know you're not alone out there. I think so too. That's the the value of sharing our stories and, and passing it on because we all go, <gasps> I do that too. I'm not the only yeah. one. I'm normal. It's so true. It's so true. It's so true. But thank you so much, Katie. Thanks, Ruby. And thank you to you who are watching or listening today. If you need any help at all in overcoming your weight loss challenges now, just book in for a private session and let's just get it done this week because life is for living and an ounce of adjustment is so much easier to implement than 20 pound of change and it's time to enjoy the life that you've been looking for.